Welcome back to the Suraj Podcast. In the previous episode, we heard how Guru Hargobind stayed in Kashmir with the Sikh congregation, how Mata Apagpuri had passed away, and how the title of Masand for that area was given to her son Sevadas before contemplating then heading back to Punjab. So now chapter 51 begins describing how the locals heard how Guru Hargobind was contemplating going back, and they all got together bringing with them offerings very sweet fruits of all sorts of varieties all of them were donating to the guru and had all of their desires fulfilled guru hargobind looked gracefully upon them all and gave saropa's robes of honor to the senior six of that area before telling them all to go back home guru hargobind then mounted his horse and then set off to baramula which is in kashmir northwest of sirinagar it's a beautiful spot surrounded by mountains with a river flowing through the city. This area of Kashmir is where the ancient sage Rishi Kashyap and his wife Aditi made their home, where the avatar of Vishnu was incarnated. So Kashyap had created this whole area of Kashmir and that's where Guru Hargobind had dismounted in Baramura, where the mountains surrounded the city on all sides. All the six of that area heard Guru Hargobind had arrived there and all brought with them countless offerings when going to see the Guru, these six, and serving the Guru had all their desires fulfilled. Guru Hargobind bestowed upon them, taught them the way of the Guru, Gurmat, made them firm in their faith of Sikhi as well. So Guru Hargobind spent the night there and then headed further into the mountains where there were just really tall pine trees. Guru Hargobind and his forces were slowly moving through the mountains, and eventually ended up in Hafsabad, modern-day Pakistan. There was a Sikh there who was contemplating the Guru with a great desire in his mind to receive the Guru's darshan, divine sight. And to deliver that darshan to the Sikh, Guru Hargobind had arrived there. So the Guru dismounted after spotting a really nice location outside of the city to set the encampment. All of the forces also dismounted and tied up their horses. The shade from the trees was so beautiful there. These massive trees had very dense foliage, which provided shade. Sheets were laid out for the Guru to sit on, and the news spread throughout the entire city that Guru Hargobind had arrived there. There was a Sikh named Karamchand who was there, who would read Gurbani, enjoying the flavor of the meanings of Gurbani. So when he heard that Guru Hargobind was there, he came there very quickly, seeing the Guru's beautiful form. He bowed down to the lotus-like feet of the Guru. And the Guru asked him, Who are you and where do you live? With what purpose have you come here? Karamchan, the Sikh, then replied, clasping his hands together, saying, Guru Hargobind, I am your Sikh. I live here in this city. I desire to do your seva to the best of my ability. I have such great fortune that you have come here. So Karam Chand, he said this, he headed home quickly and brought with him back many supplies for the Guru. He brought grass and grains for the horses, also rice, potatoes, many types of lentils. He brought butter, sugar, other amazing supplies, and then placed them before the Guru. Guru Hargobind accepted all of these and passed them over to the cook, who then prepared an incredible meal. When Guru Hargobind ate that food he was satisfied he was sitting underneath 
the shade of a tree. At that moment, Karamchand then asked the Guru while clasping his hands together. I was desiring to come and receive your darshan. I wanted to hear you explain the meanings of Japji Sahib to me. Please be graceful upon me and explain the meanings to me. Only you know them. Guru Hargobind at that point responded saying the meanings of Japji Sahib are so grand and vast. But just like how they say the meaning of the word Veda means to know one's true self, in the same way the word Jap means to understand one's true self. That's why it appears at the front of the Granth to beautify it. The meanings of the two words Jap and Ved both have the same one meaning. And as such, listen, the first six bodies, the stanzas of Japji Sahib, are the Manglacharan. So a Manglacharan means an invocation, a little aside here, some scholars talk about three types of Manglacharan, Ashidvar Manglacharan, Vastun Nardesh Mangal, Namaskar Atak Mangal. Ashirvad Mangal means asking for a blessing. Vasu Nardesh Mangal means expounding on the nature of the Divine. Namaskar Atamak Mangal means a salutation to the Divine. And some scholars also talk about a fourth. Atam Jindan Mangal means uh, speaking to the unity between the individual, Jeev, and the Divine Ishva. So one common example of a Dohara, which has all of these elements, is a line from Sukhumani Sahib. Dandot bandan anakbar sarabakla samrat dolan te rakho prabhu nanak dekar hat. So, dandot bandan anakbar means bowing down to you countless times. This is the namaskar atamgamangal, the salutation to the divine. Sarabakla samrat to the one that is in all ways all powerful. This is the vastu nirdesh mangal, expounding upon the nature of the divine. Dolante Rakhoprabhu, this is the ask, the Ashirvad Mangal, please prevent me from being shaky in my faith and please protect me. Nanak Dekarhat, this is the Atam Chintam Mangal, which expresses the unity of the individual, the Jeev, with the divine Ishwar here by using the words Kar and Hat, both meaning the same thing, hands, showing the unity between these two in this interpretation. So going back to the story, Guru Hargobin continues saying that the seventh body, Starting with the Jejukchare Araja, this stanza evokes detachment, Bharag. That even if you have everything, without Gyan, without divine awareness, the whole world is just false. The four bodies after this, stanzas after this, speak to the greatness of Sunan or listening. And the next four speak to the greatness of accepting, recognizing, Manan, which is explained to be the cause of divine wisdom, Brahmgyan. Then the Bodhi after this, the Sansa after this, Panch Parvan speaks to Nadiasan, the continual practice of the Sunan and the Manan. So these three components of Sunan, listening, Manan, accepting, recognizing, and Nadiasan speaking to uh, the continual practice, these three speak to Upashana or devotion. And after this, the lines Tu Sada Salam Nirankar, this is the line Tat Tvam Asi in the Mahavak, in the great sayings of the Vedas. So the four Mahavaks, the four great sayings of the Vedas, those are equivalent to these four lines Tu Sada Salam Nirankar. And this is why this line occurs four times. So after this, you have the 
40 asank japa sankpao this line speaks to the power of pureness shantaki of satuguni nature the second asank murk on the god speaks to tamsi the tamoguni the dark element of power and the third speaks of both sato and tamogorn together and this relates to the oneness of the individual and the divine jeev and ishwar that the true eternal blissful consciousness satachit ananda resides in both the light and the dark so in this manner guru hargobind explained the meanings of japji and karamchand listening kept these meanings in his mind guru hargobind continued saying the meanings of japji sahib are profound having endless depth such as the beautiful barney of the exalted guru nanak there's nothing else to say besides what is in japji sahib if someone does say something is missing then they just don't know japji explains all the methods and practices and places the guru sikh on the right path those who accept the teachings obtain divine awareness and break all the bonds of birth and death those who bathe and recite japji with great love contemplating with love on the exalted guru nanak they will not be grabbed by painful death at the end of their life and the guru will save them guru nanak traveled through countless regions in this area and abroad liberating countless beings so jirtha and other six they heard this and they asked the guru letting their desire be known they said guru hargobind that area where the exalted guru nanak took birth that area is in this direction please be graceful on us and show us that spot let us go down the path towards that direction guru hargobind heard this and said well now this is my desire as well to receive that auspicious spot it's darshan it's divine sight let us head in that direction in that area there's a festival coming up of namani where people will be getting together we'll all reach there at that time of that festival so guru hargobind said this then settled in for the night when the sun rose the next day guru hargobind then mounted up on his horse and with his forces they traveled along the path karamchand met them along the path and said guru hargobind please take me with you guru hargobind replied saying karamchand you should stay here and make a place here if six come here to visit then do their seva their selfless service by doing this you'll obtain the same fruit as with staying with me so for that reason stay here and enjoyingly serve others so guru hargobind comforted karamchand and then headed forward into that region of bar before passing that region and then arriving at talwandi where guru nanak had constructed a sarovar a pool and a house Guru Hargobind and the six seeing this went to the sarovar and bathed there in the clean water. Guru Hargobind dressed himself in very expensive new clothing which looked so glorious on the guru. His jamma, his tunic had so many pleats. On his turban was a kalgi, a plume along with a tiara, a jiga which looked so beautiful. The guru had a beautiful round face with a dark black beard. around his neck was a necklace of large pearls and earrings were dangling from his ears he was adorned with a stunning shield and sword strapped around his waist his sword looked as if a tiger was strapped to his waist guru hargobind had made great amounts of prachad for the congregation and he was holding this in his hands other six also brought with them fruits from the kashmir region 
They first placed down these offerings at the pool at the Sarovar, and then they went to the house where the exalted Guru Nanak was born. Here, more offerings were placed down. The very sweet fruits from Kashmir were offered here while contemplating the Guru in their heart. And Ardas was performed and everybody bowed down. They all then went to other sites around the village. Guru Hargobin was showing the Sikhs and would explain to them and recount the stories of Guru Nanak to them. So they showed the Sikhs where Guru Nanak had laid down under a tree, where Sheshnag, the mythic snake, which supports the entire world, where it had come to provide shade to Guru Nanak. Guru Hargobin told all the stories to the Sikhs, showing them all the spots so the Sikhs could then bow down their head to these auspicious locations. When they were around that tree, they noticed how the tree's shade only remains in that one spot where Guru Nanak was laying down. It wouldn't move at all, even throughout the day. They then went to the fields where Guru Nanak grazed cattle and buffaloes, where the uprooted field was made green and thriving again. So in this way, they went to all the auspicious spots in that region with great love. After which Guru Hargobind then went back to their encampment but their arrival to that area, the news of that arrival, spread through that region. And there was a massive gathering at that time in that area for that Namani festival. And the relatives of Guru Nanak who were in that area were so happy that Guru Hargobind was there. So Guru Nanak's Jacha, his dad's younger brother, had a grandson. And he told the descendants of Rai Balar as well. They all got together bringing with them offerings for the Guru, which... With great love, they offered before Guru Hargobind. There was a divan, a court session set up there, and great amounts of sheets were spread out for the congregation to come visit, to come sit and enjoy. And the great kingly and courtly camp of the Guru looked so splendid there, and it was so impressive. Guru Hargobind received everybody respectfully, asking them how they were, asking them about the stories of their elders. And listening to all of these stories, Guru Hargobind then gave very expensive sropa, robes of honor, to the descendants of both Rai Balar and Guru Nanak. They were so happy to see Guru Hargobind, seeing how big a heart he had. There was such a massive crowd there at that birthplace of Guru Nanak. Everybody was coming to see, to receive Guru Hargobind's divine sight, Darshan. The congregation was bringing with them what they could to offer the Guru, and whatever desires they had they found those fulfilled by the Guru as well. They would bow down with clasped hands, viewing the beautiful form of the Guru. Between themselves, they would sing the praises of the Guru while heading back home. Everyone from the village had come to see Guru Hargobind. And in this manner, the exalted Guru Hargobind saw everybody there and spent some days there, eventually heading up, mounting up with his forces and heading to the city of Madri. And in finding a beautiful spot, they set up, dismounted, and set up their tents. So that's how chapter 51 concludes. In the next chapter, we'll hear of the third engagement of Guru Hargobind. So, so far, we have only heard of the Guru's first two marriages. Now we'll hear over the next two chapters, the third wedding of Guru Hargobind. And that's where we'll pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Among the Jaren Patreon